This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 219, the all-positive pre-talk, version 2.0. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back to the program and happy almost five years of the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast. This is a program that actually premiered back on June 25th, 2014, and episode number one was titled The All Positive Pre-Talk. Now, this was my strategy that's all about taking the concepts of the hypnotic pre-talk, in my opinion, out of the dark ages, and instead using the process to really set the stage for a successful client experience. And we're going to link back to that as episode number one here in this program, though it's about time I share some of the updates that have been a part of this system over the last five years or so. This is a actually repurposed audio of a presentation from a recent online event that I wanted to share with all of you here at home in your offices and in gym commutes or however you listen to this program. So you're going to hear some nuances that really help to update this, which even if you haven't heard the original recording, this presentation is going to stand on its own. And in the recording, I talk about the transcription and the sort of download you can get that comes along with this. So simply, if you head over to the WorkSmartHypnosis.com website and find the show notes associated with episode number 219, which is this one, you're going to see exactly how to get access to that transcription download as well. So with that, though, I'd encourage you also to check out WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. This is the live version of my training where you're able to get that hands-on personalized attention to really punch up those skills. Now, the cool thing about Work Smart Hypnosis Live is that I tend to attract about a 50-50 style audience. About half of you in that class are people who are brand new to hypnosis looking to really jump into a new career path. Now, the other half are those out there who already have even so far as significant hypnosis training, yet perhaps you're not really out there yet seeing clients. Perhaps you're not really out there yet with the confidence to put down those scripts. And the whole work smart hypnosis system is one of really bringing everybody back to the same foundation in terms of how the process works, how do you put it all together, and how do you effectively start to see people and get those powerful results. And we do this class a couple of times a year. You can check that out over at Work Smart Hypnosis Live. And with that, let's jump directly into this week's session. This is episode number 219, the All Positive Pre-Talk 2.0. Hey there, I'm Jason Lynette, and this is the All Positive Pre-Talk. And I'm excited for you to use this technique because you're going to find that this is a strategy that's going to make you more effective in your process. You're going to be telling your client exactly what they're going to experience rather than the old school pre-talk, which is all about explaining what is not going to happen. Let's reframe the hypnotic experience and by doing so, set up a much better experience. Rather than just using the pre-talk to dispel the myths and misconceptions of the process, let's use our pre-talk 
to actually pre-frame the process and set the client up for that incredible client success. So I will tell you ahead of time that this whole mechanism of teaching hypnosis through way of a video screen is something I've been doing for quite some time, whether it's my online hypnosis training, hypnotic workers, or hypnotic business systems, my business training. I mention those because there's a whole mechanism of how I like to teach which is to make it very easy for you to digest the information, which is why there's no handout for this presentation. Well, there is a handout, but it's not a traditional handout. Instead, it's a transcription of this exact presentation that you're watching right now. Because the benefit of that becomes is that as much as this is something I've done more than a thousand times, it's something that I'm still refining. So even for those of you that have seen me talk about this before, stick around because there's some updates. So I'm about to deliver the entire pre-talk the way that I would traditionally do it. Now take note, I'm not going for speed. I'm not going for efficiency here. I'm going for maximum impact by talking about what is going to happen rather than what's not going to happen. So just to rewind back a little bit, a client comes into my office, they've filled out their office forms, and I simply set the opening frame. Great. The way we tend to work today is that first of all, we're going to spend some time talking about your goals that you've shared on these papers. Then we'll talk about hypnosis, what it is, what it isn't, and then we'll get to work from there. Sound good? And everyone says sounds good because that makes sense. So it's where I begin the process by talking about the client's goals. What are the outcomes you want to create? What do you expect to happen a week from now, a month from now, five years from now? You're getting your client to future pace themselves before they even come into your office. And a few other extra questions are there, which the benefit of this becomes is that here is my intake sheet. And when I hit the bottom of that, it's a natural pivot point to then go pre-talk. And here it is. Let me now show rather than tell. And take note, so much of this is visual in orientation. So even if you've got the transcript, I've seen me do this a couple of thousand times. Watch me go through it here now. So in the process today, your mind is going to be active and alert the entire time. You're going to hear everything I say, and you're going to remember as much as you would from any normal conversation. You know, it's from movies or television. We get the idea that hypnosis might be some sort of loss of control or loss of awareness, when instead, today's the opposite of that. Today's about helping you to take back control, those parts of your life that used to seem beyond your control. So those habits and behaviors, as well as those emotions, beliefs, and feelings. So it's a whole mind, whole body experience. Now the question that a lot of people would often have is, well, what does it feel like when I'm hypnotized? How do I know when I'm actually there? And understand that even based on the process today, there's different strategies and techniques we'll be making use of in the course of just this first meeting. So at some points today, you may find this profound sense of relaxation, like you're sinking into that chair. Meanwhile, there might be some other moments where you feel this kind of light and floating sensation, like a balloon in the air, or maybe doing a back float in water. Or there's other moments where you may discover this profound, miraculous feeling that you're just sitting in a chair and I'm talking to you. There's not one specific hypnotized feeling. So because of that, that's why I layer into the process moments of what we call hypnotic phenomenon, which are kind of interesting for you, but they're mostly there for me. Because when you're responding to this series of instructions, well, that tells me I can use this series of techniques. And then a few moments later, you're now responding to those instructions, which now means, oh good, I can now use those techniques. So it's a little bit more calibrated from my side of things than what some people would expect.
You might find there's some moments where you find yourself so deeply interested in every single word that I say. Some moments, which of course means there's other moments where your mind wanders off to who the heck knows what. Really, let it. We describe this process as being that bypassing of that critical element of the mind. So really, as you notice your attention kind of coming and going, take that as a nod of just how well you're doing. Though I have to tell you this quick story though. Uh, this goes back like eight or nine years ago. I'm working with this guy. Session was textbook. It was going exactly as it should. But at the end of it, he's nervous. He's looking at me and he's going, I don't know if that worked. Like halfway through, my nose was itching. Uh, if I scratch my nose, does that pop me out of hypnosis? So because of Frank, I have to explain to everybody, you're allowed to scratch your nose. Seriously, you can scratch, cough, or adjust, whatever it is. I don't judge. Whatever you have to adjust, go right ahead. Just helps you to relax even further. Do you have any questions before I hypnotize you? And not going for time here, but that was probably about maybe a minute and a half to a little bit less than two minutes. And take note, again, have this filter ahead of time. This is what I do with my paying clients. This is what I have workshopped and chunked the process down to the essential elements. And the overview of all of this is first and foremost, notice that I didn't waste my time telling you, I'm not going to make you bark like a dog. I'm not going to make you cluck like a chicken. You're not going to be made to tell secrets. You're not going to get stuck in hypnosis because let's rewind the entire conversation back and let's talk business for a moment. I'm standing here in my office. This is actually my side practitioner room. This is where some of my clients come in. They watch a pre-talk video over there and this room is set up. I've never actually shot in this video angle before. So if you ever see my vision moving over to the side, it's me going, I should shoot more video like this. Anyway, back to, back to us here. So I bring this up because it's helpful within the scope of your business to define your own custom client avatar. And what I mean by that is to define for yourself who is your ideal client. Now for some of you out there, this might be a rather broad category that could be chunked down even more specifically. So for example, you might just want to work with people for stop smoking and that may be your own niche market. By the way, again, it's niche, not niche because niche rhymes with rich. So you could be chunking down to one specific category and then broadcast all of your messages out to that group of people. And there's some people who want to be a little bit more of a generalist. My positioning here at Virginia Hypnosis, which is my local brick and mortar office, check it out, virginiahypnosis.com. This is where I'm kind of riding a bit of a balance. I'm on the fence between being the specialist and the generalist. If you go to the Virginia Hypnosis website, it's built in such a way that very prominently features hypnosis training, stop smoking, and weight loss. Those are kind of my big three services that I address these days, which yours could be anything and everything else. But the benefit here is that I really want to rewind backwards because at its core, the name of my business is Virginia Hypnosis. And I did that with one specific intention. All of my messages are being broadcast specifically to that person who is in my immediate area who has already decided that they want to use hypnosis. Which that might come as a bit of a surprise to some of you out there because many of you are trying to sell hypnosis. Can I go off on a personal rant here for a moment that I just despise the whole marketing message of hypnosis works with an exclamation mark. 
Yeah, it does. So does accounting. So does painting. So does lawyering. So does teaching. Let's stop trying to convince people that it works and instead sell the next step of you're going to feel more confident in your public speaking. Imagine your life as that healthy non-smoker once and for all. Rather than trying to build that binary response of it either worked or it didn't work, it's instead that it works effectively, it works quickly, it works powerfully, it works for stop smoking. Rant over. So my whole core messaging is again going after that clientele who are already sold on the hypnosis, which again may come as a bit of a surprise to you, yet again, I'm running a very profitable, very successful business with a schedule that's booked out several weeks in advance. Things are going quite well. And I'm in an area everybody in the U.S. claims they live in the Bible Belt. I'm in the Bible Belt, the real one. But again, to look at it from the perspective of this is an audience that's out there. So rather than trying to sell the hypnosis, my focus is on selling the next step of our communication, selling the next step of our dialogue. And the assumption is you've already agreed you want to do hypnosis. Do I sometimes get the person who I've got to convince on the hypnosis? Yes, of course. That's why I do a whole phone consultation process. But my core messaging is going out to that group of people who have already decided they want to use hypnosis. This is not an audience that I have to tell. I'm going to make you not make you bark like a dog and all that other stuff. Also, there's another nuance to this. And there's something that I'm not doing here, but I'm also not not doing it here. How's that for an introduction? Think about this for a moment. Here's a person who has some sort of challenge. Let's say weight loss. Let's say exercise motivation. And somewhere in their mind, they are calling a hypnotist because they have a few presuppositions. They are perceiving you as a person who can help them do things they normally would not do. Think about that for a moment. They're not yet exercising and they want to be hypnotized for you to help them to motivate themselves to exercise. They're calling you because they want to quit smoking and they want to pay you a great deal of money to come in and have you tell them don't smoke, a message they've already been delivering themselves for years. So accept this statement that on some level of your mind, of their mind, they are perceiving you as somebody who can help them to do things they normally would not do, right? They normally, here's a guy I worked with recently with a fear of swimming, and normally he would not get in the water. But as early as our first appointment, he was now in a good way anxious to get in the water, and as he found himself there swimming and learning how to swim even better from a local instructor, he was now excited about that opportunity. Do you see where I'm going here? We're highlighting the fact that people are reaching out to our industry because they have a perception as to what it is that we can and cannot do. So respectfully, how dare you tell your client, I can't make you do things you normally would not do. Now I never outwardly say, I can make you do things you normally would not do. No. But instead I ride that delicate balance of not quite answering that question or not even bringing it up as the case is here. It's also that awareness that you don't want to be giving negative suggestions that are not your intended result. Few examples of this. I know some people who in their hypnotic pre-talk talk about, now you could resist the suggestions I'm about to give you, but that's not why you're here. Well, that's not why they're there, so why the hell bring it up? You know, so think about this for a moment. How do we take the entire hypnotic pre-talk structure and change the dialogue in such a way that now I'm going to be talking about what is going to happen rather than what isn't going to happen? 
And how do I also shape the process in such a way that I'm politely, respectfully, and professionally addressing all the concerns and fears that some people might have, but by doing so in a way that I'm not planting new fears that they didn't have in the first place. Credit goes to Sean Michael Andrews for this little nuance, to not look a client in the eyes and say, I'm not gonna make you tell secrets today. Because if that wasn't their fear, now it is. So in the shape of this, I'm gonna deliver it one more time here. This way you're gonna have multiple transcriptions of the same process in this dialogue, because again, it's never the same thing. It's always customized to the individual. And even so, to rewind backwards even further, remember a little while ago, I mentioned that the clients come in with their forms. We'll talk about what you've shared here and hypnosis, what it is, what it isn't, and then get to work. Sound good? If I see some hesitation, that might be a place where I do the pre-talk earlier in the conversation. So, take two. So in the process today, your mind is going to be active and alert the entire time. You're gonna hear everything I say, and you're gonna remember as much as you would from any normal conversation. Though, many people would have the concern that perhaps hypnosis is some sort of loss of control or loss of awareness, when really instead of that, this is a process of helping you to take back control those parts of your life that may have seemed beyond your control before. So your habits and behaviors, as well as your emotions, your beliefs and feelings. So it's a whole mind, whole body experience. Though the question that often pops up is, well, what does it feel like when I'm hypnotized? And understand that everything is subjective from one person to another, even in terms of the individual strategies we're gonna make use of together today. So there may be some moments where you find yourself feeling so deeply relaxed that it feels like you're sinking into that chair. Meanwhile, there's other moments where you might notice this kind of light and floating sensation, like a balloon in the air or maybe doing a float in water, or there may be some other moments where you discover this absolutely miraculous feeling that you're just sitting in a chair and I'm talking to you. <laughs> there's not just one specific hypnotized feeling, which because of that, that's why I'm going to layer into the process today moments of hypnotic phenomenon, moments that are rather interesting for you, but they're mostly there for me. So when you're responding to this series of instructions, that tells me I can use this series of techniques. And then a few moments later, when you are clearly much deeper in hypnosis responding to those instructions, that tells me I can use those techniques as well. So it's a little bit more measured from my side of things than what some people would expect. In addition to that, there may be some moments where you find yourself so deeply interested in every single word that I say. Some moments. Which of course means there's other moments where your mind wanders off to who knows what, which really let it. We already described this as being that bypassing of that critical awareness. So really, as you notice your attention coming and going, that's often that feeling of your subconscious mind integrating those suggestions, that change work. Though before we get started, there's one last thing I have to mention here. Guy who came to me a few years ago had a bit of a concern. We did our session, everything went textbook, but at the end of it, he was nervous. And he goes, I don't know if that worked. Like halfway through, my nose was itching. If I, if I scratch my nose, does that pop me out of hypnosis? So because of Frank, I have to tell you today, you're allowed to scratch your nose. You can cough, sneeze, or adjust whatever it is. I don't judge, go right ahead. Just helps you to relax even further. Do you have any questions before I hypnotize you? And there we go. So that is that all positive pre-talk, which you could just make use of that as it's written. It's a little bit more conversational than the standard, more formal hypnotic pre-talk. But let's take this moment and actually break it down chunk by chunk, step by step, because my training style is that it's my job to at times give you the insane level of thinking behind all that I do. 
which is not so you can go off and become the Jason Lynette clone. No, it's instead so you can go off and make it your own, to make it your own. This is why I teach in terms of my business training. I don't just teach what I did many years ago to get started. I'm often teaching what I'm actually doing right now and what's actually working right now. Because the benefit of that becomes, well, then members of the community go off and they make things their own. And then I'm looking and going, oh, that's good. Let's do that too. So again, the more we're all successful, the more we're all successful. So the process begins. To rewind back once again, the way we tend to work together is we'll chat through your goals. We'll talk about hypnosis, what it is, what it isn't. Then we'll get to work from there. If you take one thing from this presentation, please let it be that sentence. Because just that opening framework eradicates the issue I've heard from many people out there that here comes my first client for hypnosis and we've now spent two hours talking about the problem and we ran out of time to actually do the session. The majority of you out there are not talk therapists. So unless you are using conversational hypnosis to begin to chip away and eradicate the issue, you are not helping your client. There, it's been said. The longer that I spend in that intake interview process talking about the problem respectfully, the more we are often digging the hole deeper in terms of how big of a problem that client's issue is. So my intake process is efficient, it's direct, I'm asking only outcome-based questions. So how would you like that to be different? What's the story you want to be telling me the next time you're here that's going to validate just how well this is working for you? What's that success story you want to be talking about years from now? These are the questions that are now putting the answers in terms of what they're going to be doing differently rather than how big of a problem this thing has been up until now. So because of that and also working through that intake form, that's giving me the roadmap, which the benefit is when we get down to the bottom of the page, it's a seamless transition to now take further control of the session and begin the pre-talk, which has me in and out of my intake process in typically 10, 15 minutes nowadays. It's not for the sake of get on with it, it's for the sake of focusing the process on where we're going. We do things differently as a beautiful frame to work from. So that now gives me a seamless transition into the pre-talk without a get ready. And what I mean by that is this is where I see a lot of hypnotists often showing a lapse in confidence, is they feel the need to set up everything they're about to do. Let me explain this by way of a metaphor. I used to be very active in a group called Business Networking International, BNI. It's an international networking community where only one person of any profession can be in any one group. So there's one banker, there's one realtor, there's one real estate agent, I just said that already, there's one accountant, there's one personal trainer, and luckily there's not too many of us out there and I've actually influenced a lot of people to join BNI. I bring that up here because here's the meeting that I went to that only had 20 members and the meeting is supposed to be done and over with in 90 minutes. The meeting with 20 members always went 15 minutes over. Meanwhile, the group that I used to be a member of had like 50 members and we always finished early. Why? They were getting rid of the exposition. The 20 member group, we're now going to introduce Susan. Susan's our graphic designer in this chapter and Susan is the vice president and the role of the vice president is to track referrals. Please give a warm welcome to Susan. Then Susan would get up. Hi, I'm Susan and my job in this chapter is to count that, she just said that, count the referrals. Too much exposition. As opposed to the group that I was a member of, 
And let's now toss it over to Susan. Susan just gets up. Hi, I'm Susan. I'm the accountant. And part of my job here as the vice president is to be accountable for all the referrals. And five seconds, she covered everything rather than in a moment in all this exposition. So I'm making a seamless transition from how do you want that to be different five years from now? Okay, great. So in the process today, your mind is pre-talk, pre-talk, pre-talk. It's a seamless transition. It just conveys that confidence, gets us on with the process effectively, naturally, respectfully in a wonderful way. Let's now officially break down this pre-talk strategy, the all positive pre-talk, which to be fair, is not all positive. It turns out there's really one negative that I reference, but this is a visual because I'm distancing and dissociating that one negative thing. I begin the process with what's, with what's commonly referred to as truisms, statements that are absolutely verifiably true. These are pacing statements. So in the process today, you're going to hear everything I say, and you're going to remember as much as you would from any normal conversation. Let's break that down. As long as the person has a sense of hearing, they're going to hear everything that I say. And even if they may doze off slightly, it takes some time to get to the deeper levels of deep restorative sleep. In those dozing off phases, think of it like when they're driving late at night and they start to kind of you know, nod off, there's still memory retention within that phase. And because of the active nature of my hypnotic process, I'm making use of a lot of testing convincers and NLP interventions inside of the hypnotic experience. My clients don't have the opportunity to accidentally fall asleep during the session because I am keeping them moving and active and collaborative the entire way through. So I've kind of negated that issue in my process. So absolutely, you're gonna hear everything I say and remember as much as you would from any normal conversation. Pause there. Uh, we don't remember everything from a conversation anyway. So rather than saying you're gonna remember everything, which you won't, instead I'm saying something that's absolutely true. A little bit of a side note, I often would have a client go, well, I remember what happened. And here is the way that I honestly respond to my clients. The way that I am in this interaction with you, the way that I am on the podcast, is the same Jason Lynette that I am working with my clients, the same way that I am at home. I'm typically not in a shirt and tie in the office these days, but I had a photo shoot this morning and hey, the camera's set up, let's keep going and make this pretty. Respect the purple. So the, the format of it would be that again, I'm saying things that are absolutely true. You're gonna hear everything I say, you're gonna remember as much as you would from any normal conversation. Clients would ask, will I remember the entire process? Here's my honest response. And if you do it this way, sorry. Well, you know, there are some people who would find some benefit of clouding the entire hypnotic experience in amnesia, that you would leave this office and not actually know what happened, which may hold on to the value of the process deep within your subconscious mind. Well, you'll see that in the process we're going to make use of today, there's two reasons why I don't do that to people. The first is I'm going to be teaching you self-hypnosis techniques you can do anytime, anywhere without anyone knowing you're doing something. And if you didn't remember the techniques that I taught you, why should I bother teaching them to you? So the fact that you're gonna remember the process makes you even more effective to build that independence within you rather than a dependence upon having to come back to me because these are techniques you can take with you. And again, there's some people who would do hypnosis and have you forget everything and not remember the session, which I don't do that to people because it's fricking creepy to go somewhere for an hour and not know what happened. So I don't do that to people either and a sense of calm now washes over the room. Yay, this is a good thing. So there's the opening setup. You're gonna hear everything I say, 
and you're going to remember as much as you would from any normal conversation because we don't remember everything from a conversation anyway. If I do have a client down the road who goes, I don't remember the entire session, I can now refer back. Ooh, sales 101, satisfy objections before they arise. I am eradicating the majority of problems that would arise during a session by addressing them in the pre-talk. This is what your pre-talk should be focused on. So if they say, I don't remember everything, well, I told you you wouldn't. And on top of that, there is a natural dreamlike quality to the process for the simple nature that so many things happen in a short amount of time. When you first wake up from a dream, you may have more of a vivid memory of it, but then eventually some of it fades away. The important stuff sticks with you and we're now satisfied. Rather than being a loss of control, notice the distancing and dissociating. Loss of control is that thing all the way over here. Rather than being a loss of control like we'd see from movies or television, instead, this is a process of helping you to take back control. My body language has moved from this disgusting, horrible thing over there, which we're not doing, instead to this beautiful framework of the two of us working together. So I'm using some body language here, some spatial anchoring, some analog marking, and all sorts of other strategies that we can nerd out on language and lingo here to highlight that rather than being this loss of control of this thing over here, instead, this is a process of helping you to take back control of those parts of your life that used to seem beyond your control. Those habits and behaviors, as well as those emotions, beliefs, and feelings. It's the whole mind, whole body approach. So I'm giving myself leverage to work on this issue on multiple layers. The other nuance to this is that sometimes I have their client forms here off to the side. Rather than being a loss of control, instead, I pick up their forms. Today's just simply about helping you to take back control of all this stuff. Sound good? And they always kind of giggle at that and go, yeah. So that's another variation of it. Though the question that often pops up is what does hypnosis feel like? And get ready, folks, here comes your favorite friend, the listing pattern. Rather than being, so some people would have the question of what does hypnosis feel like? Well, understand this, there's not just one specific hypnotized feeling. There may be some moments where you feel this profound relaxation, like you're sinking into that chair. There might be other moments where you notice this kind of light and floating sensation, like in water, perhaps, or a balloon in the air. Or there may be some other moments where you discover this, this almost miraculous feeling that you're just sitting in a chair and I'm talking to you. There's not just one specific hypnotized feeling. Pause there. What have I now accomplished here? I didn't feel hypnotized. We're hedging this one off. Sales 101, satisfy objections before they arise. We are eradicating this issue by giving a bit of a menu that you may feel a heaviness of relaxation. You may feel a light and floating sensation. You may just feel like you're sitting in a chair. And these are those three categories that I would very often hear. Now, without getting to a negative tone here, I know of some people who would say to their clients and even teach their students to repeat the phrase, there is no such thing as a hypnotized feeling. I think that's doing people a disservice. And if you're saying that, stop it already. Because people often do have an incredible subjective experience from the hypnotic process. Here's a dude who was in my office last week that those eyelids were fluttering like crazy and he could feel that. And how dare you say to a client like that, there's no such thing as a hypnotized feeling. Here's the one who said, I felt like I was just sinking and melting into the chair. And how dare you say to that person, there's no hypnotized feeling. 
Here's the one who was feeling this amazing out-of-body floating and looking down observing themselves. And I wasn't even using a process to emulate that sort of experience. And yet she had that profound kinesthetic experience, visuals as well. When once again, how dare you say to that person, there's no such thing as a hypnotized feeling. Instead, there is not just one specific hypnotized feeling. Might be this, might be this, might be that. Now, a bit of a backstory here. For those of you that listen to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast that comes out every Thursday, free downloads at worksmarthypnosis.com, everywhere that podcasts can be found. We've done more than 180 sessions. It's been downloaded nearly 300,000 times all around the world. Free information, interviews with top professionals, tips and tricks to help you in your sessions and your business. And session number one, my premier Work Smart Hypnosis session was actually on the strategy. Here's an update. Rather than saying, it may feel like this, may feel like this, and may feel like that, I am pre-framing that there's gonna be peaks and valleys inside of the hypnosis session. So given the strategies we're gonna use in this process today, there may be some moments where you feel a heavy relaxation. There may be other moments where you feel a light and floating sensation, and even other moments today where you feel this profound, almost miraculous feeling that you're just sitting in a chair, I'm talking to you. So the difference nowadays is I'm pre-framing that the session is not gonna be just one texture. And a little bit of a note on that last one, I'm going for a laugh there on purpose. I'm looking to build up, you may feel this profound, miraculous feeling that you're just sitting in a chair and I'm talking to you. And they laugh and giggle, they release negative energy, they release nervous energy, and again, we're on track, we're building better rapport here. The more humor I can bring into my process, the better. It just softens them up, chips away at the issue, and to quote the late, great Michael Elner, the more we treat the issue with seriosity, the more we're convincing each other this problem is impossible to solve. Let's have some fun with this thing. I want you laughing at your issue before the session begins. That's one of the subtext of my process as I work with my clients. So it may feel like this, it may feel like this, and may feel like that. A little bit of an extra credit nuance here would be the fact that as you're watching your client, calibrate with them. See which one they visually and kinesthetically respond to the most. You may be talking to them and you see them sinking heavy into the chair. You may see them becoming light and floating. You may see them do the peaks and valleys of all three, at which point you've got a highly suggestible person on your hands. You are not gonna be working hard that day. May feel like this, it may feel like this, it may feel like that. That opens up a loop that we need to close though, because then, well, how do I know when I'm hypnotized? Well, because of that, that's why I'm going to layer into the process moments of hypnotic phenomenon. Moments that are kind of interesting for you, yet they're mostly there for me. What have I now accomplished here? I have set up in advance the fact that I'm gonna do some hypno stunts, some hypnotic magical moments during the time together today, which without saying this in advance, why the hell would I make their arms stiff and rigid? If I don't set this up in advance, why would I lock their eyelids shut or stick their hand to the chair or in the middle of the session have them open their eyes and discover their arm has been floating up over the last few moments? I am now giving myself permission, oh, let's phrase it this way, I am now giving myself permission to let things become a little weird sometimes in an appropriate way because we're using these magical hypnotic phenomenon moments to calibrate to the individual, which that's a true statement. 
Also, I'm a big proponent of using hypnotic conviction in the process. This is why there's so much content inside of my hypnotic workers library about how do we reliably build this phenomenon in such a way that I'm able to build it with practically everybody that I work with in a systematic format. So I've now given myself permission to do things that are a hypnotic nature, which now are gonna have a specific reason inside the process, rather than going, why is my arm getting stiff and rigid? Instead, now it's motivated. Now there's a reason. So in the process today, and get ready for some wonderful embedded commands coming your way, in the process today, what does it feel like? Because of that, that's why I'm gonna layer into the process moments of hypnotic phenomenon which are mostly for you, but they're also there for me. Because when you're responding to this series of instructions, what if I just hold my client, you're gonna be following my instructions. Because when you're responding to this series of instructions, that tells me I can use this series of techniques and I'm drawing a visual across. And then when you are much deeper in hypnosis, responding to those suggestions, that tells me I can use this series of techniques. So it's a much more calibrated process than what most people would expect. And the whole reason that I do that is to be able to look down the eyes of my client and tell them, you are deeply hypnotized. Chip away at that state before we even officially go there. I'm also, again, building that presupposition that you're going to be following my instructions and that's what's going to make this process effective. It's also showing some level of, let's call it out, hack science expertise because that is a true statement, but not entirely the case at times, because if you're following the Harry Aaron's depth scale, one to six of catalepsy to amnesia and aphasia to anesthesia and such to profound hallucinations, it's not the only model of hypnotic depth. It's perhaps the most workable in my opinion, but we can violate that model in a conversational way without a formal hypnotic trance state. But if I am working in a format or I'm gonna be calibrating to the individual, and I know I want someone at a level of an Aaron's four before I use these techniques, I might be using my sequence of using glove anesthesia for dissolving away anxiety or cravings or whatever it may be as my little checkpoint to go, yep, I'm at the desired depth, I can now use the strategy. So again, I'm telling the truth the whole way through the process and also setting up in advance that now I can do these hypnostunt moments and set the process up for a much more successful experience. Respond to these suggestions, it tells me this. Responding to those suggestions, it means that. Go for some theatrics here. There may be some moments where you find yourself so deeply interested in every single word that I say. Some moments. Which of course means there's other moments where your mind wanders off to who the heck knows what. Let me now introduce you to my favorite phrase, which is depending on the rapport in the room. If you've ever been through my trainings before, you've heard me use this phrase a lot which is my catchphrase for the client, use dirty words in our conversation, which means game on, now I get to as well. So if they've dropped the F, if they've dropped the S, if they've said these words, you know, then I mirror and match and I feed it right back. And my, my line is always the same. Oh great, now that you've used it, I get to use it as well. See people where they are, help them to get where they wanna be. So forgive the language, but again, these are examples of the client has used the language, so now I'm gonna model and match it back at them. So there may be some moments where your mind is so deeply interested in every single word that I say. And sometimes your mind wanders off to who the hell know what, or many other much filthier options of that one. <laughs> Which again, I'm delivering it in a way that the timing of it is what gets a laugh, gets a little bit of a chuckle. But check this out, because the next phrase is now going to claim something that could be a pitfall of the process 
and instead turn it into a strength. Though we describe this as being that bypassing of that critical awareness of the mind. And if you ever notice that attention kind of coming and going, take that as a nod of just how well you're doing. Or that's the feeling of your unconscious mind integrating the hypnotic suggestions. And excuse me a second, I have to scratch an itch. Oh yeah, felt good. Because we have now successfully taken one of the primary reasons people would go, I don't know if that worked, and claimed it as a hit. Hey folks, it's all hypnotic suggestion. So you might as well always be leading appropriately, is my phrase here. So rather than the moment of, as Sheila Granger would say, where the brain becomes a little bit of a chatterbox and suddenly they're so focused on quitting smoking, but I promised that person I'd write an article for her blog and I need to get that to her by Tuesday and I'm filming this video now and I need to also write that article before my four o'clock client comes in. And then we went out to dinner last night, we saw a concert and we ordered a slice of carrot cake and it was massive and we brought home half of it which we're gonna share with the kids tonight. These are honestly the things I've been thinking of in addition to be so focused on you during this training lesson here. Multitasking, five, plus or minus uh, seven plus or minus two, is that the conscious mind number? So this is how our brains work. This is something that's gonna be happening. I was thinking about that itch. This is something that's gonna be happening during the session no matter what. No matter how profoundly deep they are in hypnosis, Sheila's right, the brain's gonna be a bit of a chatterbox. So if there's no way to prevent that, let's claim it. Let's make use of it. I've even been known to say this at times and I do back up the statement there's some moments where I'm using a style of work which is about catching your conscious mind up in a story because embedded in the story are powerful hypnotic phrases which lock into your unconscious now. So it's where I'm using strategies on purpose that are getting that mind kind of wandering away. So again, we're claiming what could have been every reason why this didn't work instead to be every reason why I got this. This is gonna be easy, which is a big catchphrase in the process I use with my clients here. So whatever framework of that makes sense for you. The last nuance is the little bit of a playful way of bringing up the fact that you're allowed to move around throughout the process. So in my session, again, I'm interactive with the clients. I've been given permission to physically interact with their arm. So because of that though, I'm gonna make use of this little nuance to bring up the fact that they may need to move around because they're gonna be sitting there for a while. Now, here's a way of doing it without the story. And if you ever have to scratch, cough, move, or adjust, simply go right ahead. That just helps you to relax even further. You could use that phrase. Mine is a true story, which timing is everything. I'll show you the way that I used to do it, though don't do it this way. It's the story of a guy who came here like eight or nine years ago, which this really was eight or nine years ago. And at the end of the session, he was nervous as he was kind of concerned that it didn't work. And I would pause there, which would introduce a theme. So instead now, I just keep rolling. He was concerned, he goes, yeah, like halfway through my nose was itching. If I scratch my nose, does that pop me out of hypnosis? Does that mean it didn't work? So what am I doing here? I'm letting it land the entire thing. I'm landing the entire statement before they can stop and judge what was going on there. That he was concerned, what if the hypnosis didn't work? If I pause the story there, that planted an unintentional seed. The end of the session, he was there going, we did the entire session, he goes, yeah, like halfway through, I was really concerned because my nose was itching and I was concerned the process wasn't working because if I scratch my nose, does that pop me out of hypnosis? And because of Frank, his real name, because of Frank, I have to tell you, John, 
scratch, cough, or adjust, whatever it is, I don't judge. Whatever makes you feel more comfortable, go right ahead. And forgive the blunt language here, but there is a very specific gesture that I'm delivering as I say, I don't judge, and I look away. Because there is the moment where the man now feels very comfortable, where he has to make an adjustment in his uh, nether regions because he's not comfortable sitting for that long, and because I broke eye contact and said in a playful way, look, I don't judge, go right ahead, just helps you to relax even further. He is now at will to do that. Ladies, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> these little nuances, which again, depending on your style, I'm bringing as much of a playful demeanor, a let's take this issue seriously, yet we don't have to trust the process to be as serious as possible. The more we can chip away at it with humor. The final nuance of the pre-talk, full credit to Sean Michael Andrews, where do you have any questions before I hypnotize you, is the final statement which if you don't like that phrase, what that's doing though is it's planting a presupposition. I'm going to hypnotize you. Now some of you are of the school of thought to say all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. And I would agree with that phrase if we add one more word. All hypnosis is self-hypnosis eventually. The process does clearly begin with a practitioner and a client. The process clearly begins with an operator, a facilitator, and not to use the word in a pejorative way, but a follower. They are following your instructions. So it's where to look at the process, it does begin a little bit more in a leading aspect. And I found more effectiveness in my work as a hypnotist to start with the mindset that I am helping this person fix this issue. I am helping them change the thing. I am helping them create a change which then there comes a transfer of ownership and they're able to maintain it on their own from that point forward. So all hypnosis is self-hypnosis eventually is really my internal dialogue. I don't voice this with my clients and yes, there is sometimes the aspect that we do get a better foot in the door with the old party line of all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Just in my mind, I'm pausing a beat and going eventually because that is my true opinion on that. So if you are of the school of thought to go all hypnosis to self-hypnosis, you can modify that for yourself. Do you have any questions before we do hypnosis together? Definitely don't do, do you have any questions before we try hypnosis? You know the reason why. Do you have any questions before you enjoy some hypnosis? Don't be creepy. So looking at it from the perspective of it's all flexible. And for the most part, they don't have any questions. For the most part, they go, no, let's do it. So it's a straightforward experience. And again, the way that I've delivered it here is the way that I classically deliver it. Now, one out of every rough numbers, rough numbers, rough statistics, accepting the fact that 23% of statistics are made up on the spot, but um, bum uh, I'd have to say one out of every, this is rare, like two or three a year, one out of every 200 or so clients, do you have any questions before I hypnotize you? They look a little uncomfortable which means I need to mind read and start to talk more about hypnosis. And maybe I'll do that by telling a story. Maybe I'll do that just by breaking the ice. For again, for those of you that have seen part of this presentation before, here's an update. We've done it. I now resituate the room. If this was my, this is not the room where I actually see my clients. I see my clients in that room over there. But one last thing before we get started, I know you already paid online and I know you already traveled here today but there's two little side effects I should probably talk about before we begin, which if these are not acceptable, I can hit the refund button, no worries. And I'm intentionally looking to spike some anxiety here. I'm intentionally looking to make them a little bit nervous, followed by pulling the rug out from under them and making them feel super comfortable with me. 
because I'm raising the idea that there may be some sort of side effect of this process. The first is you'll likely feel a whole lot more relaxed and quite a bit more confident as early as today. The second is most people tell me you end up sleeping a little bit better tonight. I'm sorry. Deal with it. <laughs> and they're already smiling at this point. The moment I build up that sort of anxiety spike of, I got to tell you, there's some possible side effects of what we're going to do here today. You're going to feel more relaxed and confident and probably sleep better. I'm sorry. And they start to laugh. Yeah, we're good. And then I'm situated over. I'm beginning my process from there. So that is the all positive pre-talk, which the nuances here, if there's ever a negative, distance and dissociate. Frame the process as being effective. Now also take note, I've done this based on the way that I work with my clients. You might be a different style of practitioner. You might be someone who does EFT in the middle of a session. I know people who do that. I know people who are combining other energy healing modalities. There are people who will often you know, sort of have an interlude in the hypnosis to stand somebody up and do like a circle of excellence. Whatever your strategies are, realize you can pre-frame them in your pre-talk to make them even more effective. So there's a pre-talk I even do for hypnotic age regression. That there's a part of the process today too that the intention is not that we're pulling out a magnifying glass and inspecting the past looking for meaning or insight. It's instead of a magnifying glass, perhaps another object. Part of the process today is like pulling back in time like a slingshot and then letting go and then using that as the momentum to propel you into the outcome that you want to create. Sound good? Which what have I just now pre-framed? We're going to be dealing with past events, but the intention is not the who, what, where happened. It's instead about what's different about it today. If they've been in dialogue with me, and sometimes the ways I'm very stream of consciousness with my process, if they just use the word part, game on, we're going into a parts therapy model. So they say, well, it just feels like part of me is holding back. Game on, we're going parts therapy, which is my classic way of doing it is now a bit of a kinesthetic way of doing a visual squash. It ends with hypnotic phenomenon, teaching in my online trainings. So I go into that, I go, you ever feel like part of you wants this and part of you wants that? Well, there's an interesting, if not magical process we're going to make use of that actually takes these two parts and gets them working together in such a way that it only wraps up when those two opposing parts are now working together as one unified team in your own best interest. Sound good? And I'm doing that little bit of a checkpoint to get a little bit of a hypnotic contract there in advance. Ooh, bonus strategies inside of this all positive pre-talk presentation. Which again, for those of you just still watching, the benefit here is the handout for this is actually the entire transcription of this process. Which if it's not on the website anymore where you first interacted with this, let me give you a shortcut because this presentation was originally filmed for the 36 Techniques Virtual Convention from Richard Nongard, uh, but we may end up repurposing it for something else in the future because that's always fun to do and I always publish my content in my own online hypnotic workers library, which the, you can see the actual description of the PDF notes. The link to it should be under the video if you're watching it on my site or simply go to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 36, that's the number three and six, positive. Just simply go to that link, we'll make that redirect over to the entire transcription of this presentation, worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 36, positive. So I wanna hear your feedback on this. 
I'd share it. One of my favorite things is that this was podcast number one. It came out about four and a half years ago is the first time I really began teaching this. And the coolest thing for me is this little thing that I kind of workshopped on my own in my office. Eventually, here's someone in Canada who goes, that's my pre-talk. Here's someone in Chicago who goes, that's my pre-talk. Here's someone who in Germany who goes, that's my pre-talk. I just say it in German. Here's someone now in South Africa doing it. So the world has become a whole lot smaller, which is part of the reason why I'm here in this empty office chatting with you in the comfort of your own home, your office, or wherever you may be. So it's the goal of making education a whole lot easier. So with that, I'd also encourage you to check out hypnoticworkers.com. That is the all access pass to my hypnosis training library. Rethinking the process from the ground up in terms of how we think about hypnotic depth, how we make use of instant and rapid inductions, progressive muscle relaxation inductions, more kinesthetic, more organic style hypnotic induction methods, getting into deepening, just a whole cornucopia of strategies to use in your process, plus real client sessions that like I'm doing for you with this presentation have been transcribed to model as well. Check that out over at hypnoticworkers.com or grow your business at hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. You're able to get access to either of these libraries starting at just $47. Check it out. One last time, just to bring it all together, here's the pre-talk one last time. So in the process today, you're gonna hear everything I say, and you're gonna remember as much as you would from any normal conversation. You know, it's from movies and television. We get the idea that it might be some sort of loss of control or loss of awareness, when instead today is the opposite of that. Today's about helping you to take back control these parts of life, that it's time you get to take back control of them. Though the question that people often have is, uh, what does it feel like when I'm hypnotized? And understand that given the different strategies we're gonna use in terms of our time together today in hypnosis, there's a whole range of feelings you might experience. There might be some moments where you feel this deep, profound relaxation, like you're sinking into that chair. There might be other moments where you notice a sort of light and floating sensation, like a balloon in the air perhaps, or there may be some other life-changing, miraculous moments where you just feel like you're sitting in a chair and I'm talking to you. There's not just one specific hypnotized feeling, which is why I'm going to layer into the process today some magical hypnotic moments, which are really cool for those people around you asking you, how did the session go? And you're able to tell them of, yeah, I was looking at my arm and this weird thing was happening. That was cool. I put these processes into this time together today because it's not just for you to have the story, but it's also for me to choose the best way to work with you. Because there may be some moments where you're responding to these instructions, and that tells me I can use those techniques. And then there's other moments where you are so deeply hypnotized responding to those instructions, oh, game on, I get to use those techniques instead. So it's a lot more calibrated and measured from my side of things than what some people would expect. Now, of course, there may be some moments where your mind becomes so deeply interested in every single word that I say. Some moments. Some moments. Which, of course, means there's other moments where your mind wanders off to who the hell knows what, which really, let it. Remember on the phone call I told you that this is already that bypassing of that critical awareness of your mind. You know you want to throw out those cigarettes, and yet up until now you've been smoking. Well, you're going to find that same ability of the mind may be active during the session, where your mind may wander off to other things, other objects, other things you've got to do this weekend perhaps, which really if that's happening, let it. Because that's that moment of that conscious mind getting out of the way, which is fully opening up that subconscious processing to fully lock in this change once and for all. Now, I do have to tell you a quick story though, that years ago, I'm working with this guy 
And the session was textbook. It went exactly as it should. Actually, he's been a non-smoker for like eight years now. True fact. And we worked together. At the end of the session, though, he was nervous. As he goes, I'm not sure if that worked. Like halfway through, my nose was itching. If I scratch my nose, does that pop me out of hypnosis? And because of Frank, I have to tell you today, scratch whatever you want. Get comfortable. That just helps you to relax even further. It's my job to put the right words in the right order to help you to walk out that door once and for all and be that non-smoker. Do you have any questions before we kick this habit once and for all? No. Ready to do some hypnosis? Yeah. Great. Let's begin. So once again, thank you so much for joining me for this presentation. This has been Hey, let's officially call it the All Positive Pre-Talk version 2.0. I'm Jason Lynette. Listen to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast. Join me inside of my online communities at Hypnotic Workers or Hypnotic Business Systems. Should you have any questions, feel free to email me or shoot me a message on Facebook. I'm Jason Lynette. Have a good one. Thanks so much for joining me. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for listening to this program, for leaving your reviews and feedback online. Once again, to get the download associated with this episode, head over to the show notes for episode number 219 at worksmarthypnosis.com. And for the live interactive hands-on experience, check it out, worksmarthypnosislive.com. I'd usually say see you on the inside, but see you in class, worksmarthypnosislive.com. Com. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at WorkSmartHypnosis.com. <laughs>